You're listening to a message from Mattia Ermler, lead pastor of Southridge Church in San Jose, California. This week's awesome message will start in a few seconds. But first, we hope you will stay connected with Southridge by liking us on Facebook or by following us on Instagram and Twitter. Search for the handle at Southridge Now and click the follow button so you can receive uplifting, encouraging content right in your feed. Thanks again for listening. And now, here is Pastor Micaiah. Good morning, Southridge. It is great to see you on this beautiful Easter morning. I'm so glad to be with you. I wish I was with you in person on this Easter, uh, but it's so good to be joining you wherever you're watching this. So do me a favor and give me a shout out this morning. Let me know your name in the comments, where you're watching from. And also if today is a birthday, anniversary, something special, or maybe you have a prayer request or something good that you just want to share with us, put it in the comments. We're so glad that you're here on this special Easter morning. I know this Easter is very different from our previous Easter's, isn't it? Typically in my family, we'll get our Easter outfits, you get dressed up, you plan a wonderful Easter lunch, uh, maybe take some family photos, you know, for the IG account, Facebook, send to the relatives, and uh, maybe you'll plan some other activities like church, for instance, and things like that. But this Sunday, you're probably doing good just to have your pants on, right? So I'm so glad that you're here and we do hope and wish that you have a uh, wonderful Easter experience with you and your family and loved ones. And I believe this Easter, even though it's now five weeks of being sheltered in place, I believe that this Easter service is pivotal. You say, why? I think it's so important because of the fact that this time we can kind of experience a little bit of the emotion of what that very first Easter may have been like because of the fact that the disciples, after uh, Jesus had been hung on the cross, there was something that they did. You know what it was? They hid, they locked themselves in a room. And so maybe you feel locked in in your room or your home or wherever you're staying, and you just feel a little bit trapped this morning. You don't feel uh, all that freedom. And that's kind of how the disciples felt. They weren't sure if the Romans were going to come after them or if they would be arrested and dragged out in the streets and put on trial and then executed. So they didn't know what to expect. And you and I, as we watch the news, we don't know what to expect. It's, it's hard. Things like, uh, seems to me that things keep changing. And so this Easter morning, I think, is so pivotal. So I, I want you to do me a favor. Share this message with as many people as you can. Let them know that this message is going to be helpful. It's going to be encouraging. It's going to be a message of hope. If you have a copy of God's Word, would you turn to Mark chapter number 16? Mark chapter number 16. You see, in Mark 16, we see an interesting passage of Scripture. You say, what is it? In verse number one, it says, When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, the mother of, um, the, of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were there on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white robes sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Do not be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He's not here. See the place where we've laid him. And then verse number seven, I think is the most powerful verse. It says this, but go tell his disciples and Peter 
He's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him and who were mourning and weeping. When they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen him, they did not believe. And after, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. I find it interesting that there's so many people in this narrative that they're all experiencing the resurrection in different ways. You see, there's these women, they, they get a first-hand account of Jesus. And even after they came back and told the disciples that we've seen the resurrected Jesus, the Bible tells us that they didn't believe. As a matter of fact, Peter's running the other way. We see that there's two other disciples. They're, they're on the road to Emmaus, leaving Jerusalem. They're going back home. They think it's over. And Jesus has to appear to them. I find today that there's a lot of people that they're headed the opposite way. They are what I would call running from the resurrection. And I've simply entitled this message, Running from the Resurrection. Why are you running from it? Last year, about this time, I sat down and I had coffee with a dear friend at a coffee shop in Sunnyvale. We had known each other for many years and he had been a part of the church for a long time. And we sat across from each other and he said, Micaiah, I just don't believe in Jesus anymore. I just don't accept that one religion says it's better than others. That one book says it's better than others. He said all religions are all saying their way is the right way. So who am I to believe? So he said, I'm no longer going to follow Jesus. I'm not going to be a Christian. I'm now going to be an atheist. And I looked at him and as he asked me, he said, do you even have proof? And I said, you know what, you're asking some great questions. But I said, let me tell you something. Here's the difference between Christianity and all other religions. It's this, it's that we have a resurrection. You see, my faith hinges on the fact that Jesus predicted his death and then arose again on the third day. That's where my faith rests. And it's something that he said over and over. He said, if you destroy this temple in three days later, I will raise it up again. They didn't know that he was talking about his body. All throughout scripture, we're seeing that he was given the signs and the signals that Jesus would die on a cross and he would rise again on the third day. You see, too often we do what a lot of married men do, myself included. Our wives will give us signs and signals, and we're not always that great at seeing the signs and signals. You see, Jesus had given signs of his resurrection, but they missed it. You say, why? Because they weren't tuned in to the right frequency. You, this morning, had to watch this broadcast, but you had to get to the right URL. You had to get to the right podcast. Maybe you had to turn your radio dial to the right station to get this. You had to be tuned in. This morning, I want you to be tuned in to what God wants to say to you. Don't be listening to everything else because He wants to prove Himself to you. He wants to reveal Himself to you. He wants you to know that He's real, He's alive, and He's not dead. He's not in a tomb. He's alive and well. So we need to be tuned in. Too often, we tune Him out instead of listening, instead of following. You see, we need to come back to God and say, look, I'm going to get tuned into your frequency. I want to hear what you have to say. In Genesis chapter number 20, we see the very first picture where we see that signal that's being sent out. A man by the name of Abraham has a son, his only son, Isaac, and God tells him to offer him as a sacrifice. Abraham reluctantly agrees. And just as about to, he's about to offer his son Isaac, God stops him and says, here's a lamb in a thicket. You see, the Bible tells us that that was Abraham's only son. 
but then we see the lamb that was there, but it was caught in a thicket, which is thorns. Its head was caught in thorns. So we see an only son. We also see a lamb with a crown of thorns. But then we also see that there was a specific place where God told Abraham to make this sacrifice. He said on the mountains of Moriah. That is the same location as Jerusalem. Many believe this would have been the same location as Golgotha, the cross where they held Jesus, where they raised him high. You see, first of all, we need to tune in, but then we need to turn around. We notice that there's those verses where these uh, disciples, they're headed the wrong way. In verse 12, it says they were walking in the countryside and they were leaving. They thought, man, Jesus, we expected so many great things out of you. And, and they thought he was the answer, that he was the one. But we need to turn around. Today, we're hearing a word that everybody's talking about. It's talking about essential items, that only leave your home for essential items, only go out for essential items. But one thing we're not hearing is that Jesus is an essential item. We're not hearing that we need Him. You know, you can get some bread and that bread will keep you uh, fed for maybe a week, but Jesus said, I'm the bread of life that'll satisfy you forever. You need to get hand sanitizer and soap to keep your hands clean, but what can clean your heart? You see, this morning, the most essential thing that you and I need is actually Jesus. So we need to make a turnaround. We need to start saying, Lord, I've, I've ran from you. And God right now wants to get your attention. Right now, he's doing whatever it takes to get you to come back to him. So maybe you've, like my friend, have wandered off. But I want to let you know, stop running from the resurrection. He has life for you. He wants to speak to you. So this morning, it's time to come back. Maybe Peter ran because he felt the shame. Maybe there's something you've done in your past where you don't feel like you can come back. And you need a specific message where that angel is saying, go tell Peter to come back. God wants me to tell you to come back. Stop running from the resurrection this morning. So we realize, first of all, we got to tune in. We need to turn around. But then we need to trust Him. You say, what do you mean trust Him? You see, Jesus gave His life on the cross. Anybody that's willing to lay down their life for you is somebody you can trust. We talk about the cross and the importance of the cross. John 3.16 is the greatest verses in all the Bible. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. It's called the Bible in 25 words. It's a powerful verse. It's talking about Jesus' only son, God's only son, Jesus, dying for you and I on a cross. You know, the cross stands for that symbol where Jesus was held. In 1953, Sir Edmund Hillary was the first man to ever summit Mount Everest. And when he got to the very top of Mount Everest, he did something. He placed a cross at the top of that mountain. You know, that's a lot of effort. That's a lot of risk to carry that cross up there. And some of us, we feel like we've got to carry our sins. We've got to carry our burdens. We've got to, we've got to atone and make our own way. But I'm telling you, don't. This morning, just turn around. Just turn back to Him. And you'll find that He is waiting with open arms, ready to receive you, ready to have you come back to Him. He, he's here and He's waiting for you. But we need to trust Him. Today, we're surrounded by death, aren't we? We can see the death counter as now we've surpassed over 12,000 people who have died because of this pandemic. And death is all around us. And I know the subject of death may not brighten your day, but it will enlighten your life. And maybe you've heard somebody once say that death is a natural part of life. Can I tell you it wasn't supposed to be that way? That was never God's original plan. You see, some of us, we, we fear that one day our hearts are going to flatline. That's what we're afraid of. We're afraid that we're going to be another statistic. 
But I want you to know this morning, you do not have to be afraid of the flat line. You say, why? Because when it comes to the flat line, Jesus said, I've conquered death. Jesus took death's own house keys and said, I own it. I've conquered it. I've overcome it this morning. So you're not alone. So you can trust Jesus this morning. You don't have to be afraid that one day your heart will flatline. He is offering you something. He's offering you that peace. And it's not packaged in a pill. It's packaged in the person of Jesus. So what do you get when you get Jesus? You get three things. You get a friend, you get a future, and you get forgiveness. The three greatest things that everyone needs when it comes to their life. Jesus is that friend that sticks closer than the brother. Jesus is that one that says, hey, I'm going to give you a future. Not just here and now, but forever. You see, guess what? When our hearts do flatline, that isn't the finish line. We are eternal beings. We're going to live on forever, our soul. Now this body, yes, it may get sick and decay, but we're going to keep going. So we need to have Jesus. We need him in our life. You get a friend, you get a future, and you get the forgiveness of sins. That Jesus, when he comes in your life, he cleanses you. He makes you new. He makes you whole again. And he'll do whatever he can to come and rescue you. You see, today, everybody's trying to do anything they can to extend their life. But only Jesus offers eternal life. There's a story that happened in December 1988. The country of Armenia suffered its worst earthquake of an 8.2 magnitude. That's the equivalent of 10 atomic bombs being dropped. 25,000 people died during that earthquake. A father who, he loved his son very much, and every day he would take his son to school, and he would drop him off, and he would always remind his son, no matter what, just know that your daddy loves you, and he'll do whatever it takes to come and get you. As he left the school and went home, was at work, the earthquake hit. And as soon as he could, he went back to the school, And to his horror, he got back to the school and the entire school had been leveled like all the buildings around it. And heartbroken and grief-stricken, he went to the place where his son's classroom would have been. And just heartbroken and grief-stricken, he began to dig in the dirt and the rubble. And at first, people just let him alone because this was his way of grieving. This was his way of dealing with the pain of the loss of his son. But after a few hours, people told him, sir, please come away from there. It could be dangerous. And he told the people, hey, either help me or leave me alone. So he kept on digging hour after hour after hour. Firefighters would come along and they would say, sir, it's not, uh, you don't need to be out here. We'll find the bodies in a few days. Please, sir, let us do this work. And he said, either help me or leave me alone. I've got to find my son. And so he kept digging, digging and digging hour after hour, not just for 10 hours or 12 hours or 20 hours or 24 hours, but 38 hours this father dug trying to search for his son. And finally, he came to a piece where he was able to lift up a big piece of cement and underneath it created a little cavity. And he looked in the darkness and there were dozens of pairs of eyes looking up with him with uh, soot-stained faces. And there out of the darkness, he heard the voice. It was the voice of his son who said, Daddy, I knew you'd come. I told them my daddy's on this way. I'm here to tell you this morning, as you're watching this broadcast, there's not nothing that God wouldn't do to come to rescue you. He sent his son Jesus to die on a 
cruel cross. That when man was at his worst, God was at his best. He was there to rescue you and to rescue me, to save us from our sins, to give us a hope, to give us a life eternal. That's what he came to do. He said, I'm going to move heaven and earth to save you, to rescue you. He came after you. He's running towards you. This morning, don't run away from him. Don't run away from the resurrection. This morning is Easter Sunday. Yes, it's different, but guess what? Jesus is not dead. He is alive and he lives forevermore and he wants to save you. He wants to give you a new life. So this morning, I want you to receive that. If you've never asked Jesus into your heart, I want you to make the greatest decision you've never made. This morning, I want you to make the decision that I myself made on an Easter morning when I was 14 years old. I gave Jesus my life. More importantly, he got all of me and I got all of him. And this morning, I want you to pray a simple prayer. Would you pray with me? Would you pray this, dear God, I'm afraid of the flat line. I'm afraid that one day my heart will stop and I don't know where I'm going to spend eternity. So this morning, I want to invite you, God, into my heart. I pray that you'd wash me clean and forgive me my sins. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, would you stay connected with us? Would you uh, type in the comments that you gave your life to Christ? Would you share this uh, link with somebody who needs encouragement and hope? Would you let us know? Stay connected with us. Email us at info at southridgesanjose.com. Also, you can stay connected with our church by downloading our app. You can type in Southridge app to 77977. Stay connected with us. You made the greatest decision ever. God bless you. I'll see you next time. We hope you were encouraged by today's message from Pastor Micaiah. If it was a blessing to you, don't forget to share it with a friend or family member this week. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear them. Get in touch with us by visiting southridgesanjose.com slash connect. Again, that's southridgesanjose.com slash connect.